Okay, good morning. We are on Taf, Kaf, Chaf, Taf, Kuf, Chaf, Aleph. Din Shoshul Perot Biyom Tov Mimakom Lemakom. Okay, you want to lower down your produce that you're storing on your on your roof. I'm sure we all do that nowadays. Aleph, Mashilin Perot Derech Aruba. So you are allowed to lower your fruit. It's, um, it's edible fruit that you have, but it's basically you set it aside, you just, you leave it up there, um, because it's in your way, you're storing it there until you need it. And the question is, are you allowed to take it down? So, what are you doing? There's really nothing wrong. The issue is, Tircha Yesera, we're making you work, you're working too hard, and it could be Uvdin Dachal. So those are the two issues. So we're gonna see, if you take it through an aruba, that's like if you have a hole, um, kind of like a, a hole in the floor in your roof, where you can just lower it straight down from the level of your roof. Perush min yishal zeitecha. That's from the lesson of lowering. Klomar mapilin aperot laaretz. You're lowering them down. Biyomtov. So we're talking about yomtov. So the issue is, there's hefsin, we're afraid you're gonna lose money. It's gonna get ruined, it's gonna say it's gonna rain outside, and it's gonna be bad for your produce. Okay, so we say you're allowed to take it down. However, but you can't take it down through windows. What's the issue? Is, uh, what kind of windows? So, so they had many times walls on their roof, and on the side of the walls, there were windows that they would look out. So basically, okay, so the issue is, let's say you want to take it, you have to, um, to put it through the window, you would have to lift it up to put it through the window of the wall on the roof, and then you can lower it from there down to the first floor, the floor, down to the next window, whatever it is. So that is what's Asur Midarabanan, because you have to lift it up to take it through the window to go down. And that's Tircha Yasera, that's not, that's, um, not allowed. The way to do it is straight down. Or if you have no roof in such a case, or you have like bars, you can slide it through. So then the chalon is on the floor. Basically, <coughs> your access is on the floor. As long as you don't have to lift it up, then they were and goes there. Let gravity do the work. Let gravity do the work, exactly. It has to be relatively easy. You have it in bags, or you have it whatever, you lower it down with the rope, and it's no difficult, not difficult. You also can't pick them up and start walking down a ladder or a staircase. Right. If you're eating it, then it's okay. If, uh, but if you're doing it in order to save, you have a whole bunch up there. It doesn't matter. You can have crates or boxes or bags of it, and you're allowed to take them all down as long as it's not done in a way of and so, but, right, if you're taking a small bunch to eat, that's not a problem. Can't even take it from, let's say your, your roof is next to your friend's roof, a townhouse, or you can make the jump, you have the guts to make it from, one, to leap from one roof to another. You can, you, so the Havamin is maybe you can take it, go straight across, because you're not going up, you're not lifting it. So you can't do that either. Um, because you know your friend might have, say you don't have a, an aruba, a hole in your roof, or some kind of a window on the on the floor, or a skylight that opens up. But your friend does, so you want to take it through your friend's roof. So that also is not okay. 
even though you're, it's, uh, you're on the same level height-wise, the two roofs, you're not really going up, still asu from Tircha. Okay. All right. Next one. Bet. So now, let's say you have fruit on your roof, fruit outdoors, whatever it is, and or barrels of wine and it's open a little bit, or just bricks, or whatever you have, that's going to get a little bit ruined or dirty from rainwater, it's raining outside, or just, let's say, I don't know, there's a windstorm, whatever it is. Even if the item that you want to cover is a muksa, not a problem. You're allowed to take a blanket or a tarp or whatever you have and cover it up and you're just, you're protecting it. You're preventing it from damage or dirt and there's no problem. Gimel. Vitein kli However, let's say it's uh, raining and now it's coming off the roof. Adelif, it's, uh, it's becoming a little, uh, so we'll see the case. Um, if, so now the rainwater is pouring off the roof. So now what do you do? Can, can you put a clear, some kind of a, a pail, a bucket, or just some kind of a bowl on the floor and allow the rainwater to land into there? So, kedino b'shabes, kach dino b'yomtov. So, say malach of Shabbos and yomtov. So in general, the rule is, if you look it up in Shinlam and Chet, is if the water is going to be usable, you can use it to wash your hands, wash your body, wash dishes, whatever you want to use it for, for a mutter purpose on, on that day, so then it's mutter, you're allowed to put it there. But if it's going to be like um, really dirty water, disgusting water, water that you, you, for you it's disgusting, you're not going to use it, so then... You're basically being mevata kli mehechano. You're taking something that's a, a usable kli, and you're making it not usable anymore, and that's what, then it's aser. But ayin shal. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, this could be common. Let's say you have here. When is it very common? You have a leak in your roof. That's when it's common. You're having the the water is coming through your ceiling. And it's going through your roof, through your gevis, or whatever it is, your drywall. So it could become disgusting. So it depends. Um, can you put it there on Shabbos? It depends if you can use that water for something, or if it's, uh, or not. Didn't you learn that you could put okay water in the bowl, in a, in a pail, clean water, and then you can put it there, and then the water, the water goes on. Someone said you can, Moshe says maybe you can put it with a clean pail of water first and let more water add in there. So I think it depends if you're making, if at the end of the day when all the water gets in there from the roof, if it's going to be usable or not. If that no, dirty water is going to ruin, yeah, but at the end, it's, at the end if you're going to have, right, so, so, Okay, so maybe that's fine. As long as at the end it's going to be usable. If you know that the water is going to be so much dirty water that's going to overpower all the water, it's true. For the initial drops, it's bato. But then it's going to make the whole kli uh, muksa at the end, I think, if the whole thing becomes... All right, sorry, I don't know. Good question. Maybe we'll double check for tomorrow. Okay, gimel. No, we just did gimel. So, tav kuf chaf bet. Alright, things, extra zeros or extra things you can't move on Yom Tov. 
So Aleph, let's see. Ein hasuma yotze b'maklo velo haroe b'tarmilo. So interesting. Here it says, a suma, someone who's blind, cannot go out with his stick, cannot carry his, he can't hold and walk with his stick. Right, he's carrying it. The tarmilo, and not a shepherd with his bag. Um, okay. So we had a similar halacha in uh, Hilcha Shabbos. So there the issue is hotza'a. You're not allowed to carry. So in Hilcha Shabbos, so we learn, let's say by a, a stick, Right, the, ca- the case of a bag for a shepherd is obvious. He doesn't necessarily, he doesn't, it's a tzav. You're not allowed to. But for a stick, for a suma, so it depends. If someone is blind, so there's a walking stick. So if he needs it in order to walk, he's allowed to. It becomes like his leg or his shoe. And, or sometimes we call it, that's called a tachshit. And it's 100% mutter. And you're allowed to even hold it and walk with it because that's the, that's the way you use it. So that's matter. What are we talking about in Hilchah Shabbos? And it's the same thing here. There, but the issues are different. In Hilchah Shabbos, it's an issue of carrying in a Rosh Hashanah or a Carmelist without an Erev. Here, if we're talking about Rosh Hashanah or a Carmelist with a snow Erev, because of a zilzil of Yom Tov. So the reasons are completely different, but the halacha is essentially identical. So if, again, if it's a stick that you need for walking, because you can't walk without it, you're going to fall, you're going to trip, and so if that's the case, if there's a, a reasonable chance you're afraid you're going to fall, so, so then everyone agrees, it's mutter. It's mutter on Shabbos, because it's not called hotza, that's to make you walk. And also, there's not a zilzil on Yom Tov, because if it's mutter on Shabbos, it's there's no zilzil to Yom Tov over here that you're also doing it. Uh, right? Because on Yom Tov there's no issue of hotza'a. Right? Mitoch has no issue of hotza'a. So then it's only in, of, uh, right, related to mitoch from Ochel Nefesh. So, so too there's no issue of hotza'a by a stick. But by Hilchah Shabbos... No, it's like crutches. It's like crutches, exactly. If you need the crutches, then it's 100% mutter. However, what if you don't really need them? You can walk without them and you're not going to fall. It's just, it gives you more security. You feel better with it. You maybe can walk a little faster. So in those cases, it is an Isra of Hotza'a on Shabbos. And it, therefore, it's also a Zilzul on Yom Tov. Anytime where it's Mutter on Shabbos, it's Mutter on Yom Tov. It's Asr on Shabbos, it's Asr on Yom Tov. But for two different reasons. And if you have an Eruv... Oh, so if you have an Eruv, it's never a problem, not Shabbos, not Yom Tov. It's only when there's no Erev in a Carmelis or Rosh Hashanah, and then it's a problem. Um, we, when the when Erev helps on Yom, we pass in that. Uh, it, it's not a problem. Uh, it's just but if the, the halacha here of Yom Tov, I understood. Uh, so I learned with Reiner, it's hundred percent kosher to Shabbos, mm-hmm. because whenever it's Whenever it's a mut, whenever it's usher to do on Shabbos, and now you're going to go ahead and do it on Yom Tov, that's what creates the ziluta, the zilzal. Uh-huh. It's like, it's, um, you know, or sometimes, you know, it's like it's not Shabbos stick, and now you're going to take advantage because it's Yom Tov, because of mitoch al nefesh, and now you're going to do it. So the Chazal said, no, no, it's inappropriate. If you can't do it on Shabbos, it's going to look, it's inappropriate, it's not, it's not, but when it's, but you, when you need to, so number one, they wouldn't make the Xerah of Ziluta, but also it wouldn't be Asr of Hotza on Shabbos. 
um, also because of that. Okay. So let's go on. V'din chiger dina b'yom tov b'shabbos. It's the same halacha of someone who's crippled has trouble walking. So it's the same idea. Um, if a person needs it to walk. That's what we spoke about the crutches. Uh, so too, if a person is a chola, a person's very sick. Any time you need it and you can't walk without it, it's a hundred percent matter. Yeah, you don't expect a blind person to bend on his hands and knees. Right. You don't have to crawl. <laughs> so if you need the stick to walk to not not fall and hurt yourself, then you, then that's what's okay. Okay. Uh, fine. Bet ein yotzim bekisei. We do not echad ish vechad isha. Doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. We're not allowed to go with. You're not allowed to carry a chair with a person on there. It used to be, I don't know how common, but it used to be they would have a person who was more. It was very mechubad, in order so that people wouldn't touch him. A person is an honorable person. They would carry him in the street to, from place to place on a chair, a throne, whatever it was, in order so that he wouldn't get his clothes dirty or that people won't touch him or you know trying uh, to push him or hurt him, whatever the case might be. So the issue is again it's uvdin dechol. That's this. That's the. That's the same. That's it, the principle from Chazal, and it's inappropriate. And just let them walk or don't go. But if it's an important person that the people need him, he's not going for himself. So then it's mutter logazru, and they need him, and it's okay. So too, if a person is really old and it's too hard for him to walk, it's also okay. Okay. And for anyone, you can put them on your shoulders. That's also okay. Um, anyone can go on shoulders. It's just on a chair that it's a problem. That's where it's uvdin dechol. It looks too uh, too much like during the week. I mean, nowadays we don't really see this. And that's if a person is mutter to go, then once you're allowed to take him, for a case that you're allowed to take him, you can put him on a, even a fancy throne. That's not a problem. Okay, Gimel. For Shabbos, um, not sure if it's uh, if if it's an issue of hotzah, it's an issue of hotzah. Um, is there? But if it's in, uh, well, the only case comes up when it's on. uh, Only case that could come up is is Yom Tov, because on Shabbos. If it's out, if there's no error, if it's 100% asr, he can walk. And, um, and if it's indoors, if there's an error, then there wouldn't, I don't think there's a problem of, I don't believe there's an issue when there's within the error. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gimel. Me shenit kavtsu, okay. What's it called? Peru shenitzmetu v'nasu ktarim. In other words, they, they shrunk. Um, uh, gide shokav. The veins. Or blood vessels, maybe. Uh, ligaments. ligaments, yeah, but here I think it means veins. But okay, whatever the case might be. Nerves, yeah. It's hard, right, it's hard for him to walk. Bottom line, the case is, um, it's hard for him to walk. Yachol makel. Again, we kind of had this before. A person, whether he's, he's missing a leg or he's just he's having pains and he can't walk or there's issues going on with his leg and he can't walk without a stick, 100%, it's mutter for him to walk. That's, uh, that's you know, his, the, stick, the stick becomes like his shoe or if you want to call him his, uh, another leg, but okay. 
call it a shuv, whatever it is, and that's much alechatchila. Dalit. Ein manhigin behema bemakel. Another isadarabanan is you're not allowed to lead an animal with a stick because um, that's how they used to lead the animals to the marketplace. So people see you with that same stick, with the same uh, with, the, with, the, with your animals uh, walking. It looks like even if you're just going for a, a walk, a little spritzer outside, it looks like you're taking the animals to the shuk and to sell. So it's chazal uh, asru, um, kind of like maris ein. And right, even if the stick, we can argue whether the stick was or wasn't muksa. Even if you prepare the stick ahead of time, that's not the issue. We're not talking about muksa for here. We're talking about we don't want you to take animals with a stick because it looks like you're going to the marketplace. Okay, tav kuf chaf gimel. Okay, dini manogim mehimas biyomto. Some halachas of animals. Okay, aleph misirings zivuvi manitlimi behima. Now let's say you had a bunch of some kind of insects or bugs that are stuck onto the uh, the animal. I don't know whether it's their, their claws or their teeth, whatever they're called. So anyways, you want to remove them. So what do you do? You take these special brushes. You can use your hand or use these wooden brushes. They're special brushes. Even though when you're doing this, you might cause, it's not a psikresha, you might cause, it could be maybe in other places, maybe Maran and the Rama, even if it is a psikresha, since but let's keep reading. The point is, you're allowed to remove it, even though it might make blood, chabura, uh, because let's say its its um, its teeth, let's say, is is really held on to the skin. So as you rip off the insect, it's going to cause a little prick and a little bleeding. So all this is okay because we're talking about, let's say, using your hand or a soft brush or a wooden stick where it's it's um, it's not for sure going to make hair come out, and it's not for sure going to make bleeding. Right? And again, we discussed maybe even if it's a, uh, for sure, it might be a matter. It's enum machaving, so that's where it matters if it's a psikresha or not. Okay, so base. Um, if it's not machaving and not right, that's when the okay, but but that's correct. So enum machaving um, base. Uh, so this is related to the first halacha. Let's say you want to just brush the hair, either to remove the bugs or just to straighten out the hair. That's this case. So again, you're not allowed to do it with some kind of a brush that's... The, show of the Mishnah word from the postgame says it's talking about a metal brush. So they used to have these strong metal brushes that would scratch a little bit, um, but it would, it would be a psikresha that the hair would come out. And you want the hair to come out because well, what you want it to do is you want to make the hair straight. And there's always going to be a couple straggly hairs. So the only way to make the hair straight is by getting those hairs out. So really at the end of the day, again, you don't care so much, but it's still considered nichale. So if it's a case of psikresha, so then that's what's asr. And if it's a case, um, but if you're just doing it with a soft brush, so again, that's more similar to to us with Helcha Shabbos, which may be mutter. Okay. So, but here you see with the animals, and the animal hair is a lot tougher and thicker, so it's less likely to come out. 
than people here. So that's a, a little difference. Okay. Um, so, Gimel. Ein miyaldin behema biyomtov. When a, an animal is ready to give birth and starts to give birth, miyaldin means you can't pull out uh, the baby calf or whatever the, the baby is. You can't pull it out with your hands. Because it's tircha yasera that's not necessary. Aval masadin ota. But you, you hold it. You, you catch it. You make it so it doesn't fall to the floor and get hurt. Right? So you, you're catching it and holding it as it comes out. You're not pulling it out, but you're holding it as it comes out. You're also allowed to blow into the nostrils. It helps clear, I don't know, any mucus there. And you're even allowed to move, um, I don't know, the udder or whatever the, uh, the nipples are, and you put it inside the mouth, and therefore it helps, um, helps the animal. And so that's mutra. Okay. Dalit. Behema sharicha kavlada. Now, every so often you'll have an, the mother of the animal, and it's, again, I haven't really seen this, I haven't seen this, but I guess it pushes away the animal, and it looks like it's not gonna wanna deal with the animal anymore. Well, the animal's gonna, the baby's gonna die, the calf's gonna die if it has no milk. So what do you do? You wanna help, you know, get some rachamim from the mother, bring them back together, I'm not sure what happened. Mutar lezalef perish lishbach. You're allowed to pour mei shilyata alav. You're allowed to take liquid from the placenta and pour it on to the baby calf. So what that does, it helps with the smell or it just helps get the, the mother to uh, have rachamim through the smell on, the, on, on its uh, puppy or realize that this is your this is your calf. So therefore you're allowed to. Vlitein melo egrof melach. You're allowed to put... Um, a fistful of salt on barachma on the womb. In I guess into it maybe. I'm not exactly sure how it was done. Ask uh, ask uh, someone who breeds who breeds cows. So you're allowed to do this. Kadesh tarachim alav. It burns a little bit. It hurts a little bit. And reminds her of tsar leda. And it reminds her, oh yeah, this is her baby. Again, I don't know how this works, but it, but it worked. So yeah, it seems it's a drop cruel, but it's for the for the mother and the calf's sake. And really, and ultimately, they'll, they'll thank you for it. So it reminds her of the whole situation and her baby, and it's supposed to help in, um, awaken Rachamim. Okay, that she'll take care of her, take care of her calf. Aval hatemeya asrula but with a non-kosher animal, you're not allowed to do this because it doesn't help. Not a puppy. So not a puppy, right? I don't know. if is there any kosher puppies or it has to only calves can be kosher okay. right I, I realized when I said puppy and I knew I was going to get to it so I'm not sure I'm not such a maven of all the different terminologies of joeys and calves and puppies and <laughs> keep going but um, so anyways there's kids so anyways whenever it's a kosher animal you're allowed to because all these tricks work Pouring up, even though it's, you're dealing with the muksa issues over here in order to save the animal you're allowed to but uh, if it's not going to help, so it's a muksa, you're not allowed to. So it just depends when it works and when it doesn't work. Again, there might be some exceptions, but that's the general rules by Tamea doesn't work, at least in those days. Okay, now, in Reishim and Vav, in the Haggah, Im Adam Metzuval Shvitas Behemto Beyomtov. So what's the halacha of Shvitas Behemto? Having your animal work for you, Mechamer or whatever. So on Shabbos, we know it's an Isra Der Aisa. Again, it's a lav. And what about Yom Tov? So the Shulchan Aruch says, 
Machlokas Rishonim, and he says, yes, it applies on Yom Tov the same. The Ramah says, no, it's Rameko uh, by Yom Tov. But uh, the Gra, Mishnabura, and others are Machmer, like the Shulchan Aruch, and they say to be Machmer, there's uh, no difference, and it's Asr. Um, there is, there is yeah, Rechayev and Shemitas, the Hemta and Yom Tov as well. Okay, we have a bit more? Mm-hmm. I think we'll stop. Okay.